Good morning and welcome back to the now 8th installment of the Coffee Podcast. I'm Weston Peterson, with me Jesse Hartman. What's up? And today we are going to rant. Rant, rant, rant. That's what we're going to do. Because I'm I'm angry. You know, what's it called when you're hungry and angry at the same time? Grumpy? Hangry. Hangry. But in this case, it's more coffee-related... So it's brangry, because you're brewing angry? I don't know. This is getting stupid fast. (laughs) What are we going to rant about? Uh, Dude, okay, so the other week, um, I walked into this coffee shop, and and this, the barista behind the counter, man, he was, of course, your stereotypical uh, barista. He had the anchors. He had the... Uh, the arm sleeve. He had the gauged ears. He had the. He had it all, man. I was just like, when I grow up, I want to be just like you. Anyways, I get up to the counter, and uh, he is just. He is just flinging cups everywhere. He is just. He's got the frown on his face. We call that slinging, bro. He wasn't even slinging. He was slinging like empty cups. Is oh, what he was doing. Okay. <laughs> I was. It looked like he was trying to look busy. So I walk up to the counter, and he greets me with, what can I get you, dude? What can I get you, dude? Hmm. Monotone. Not, 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 not like a fake uh, smile. What can I get you, dude? What can I get you, dude? Like, I'm too cool for you, dude. For those... Like, get your coffee and get out, dude. For those of you that are listening who are not from the U.S., dude is like a way of saying... <laughs> bro <laughs> kind what is, of what is it in other kind places of. um mate brother so it's not really necessarily the most polite way to to approach a guest right like i would say sir or madam <laughs> if you or, were... or madam yeah but well the, what's your point the point is i instantly did not feel welcomed Exactly. I felt like, and it wasn't like I felt, um, you know, oh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? I've been, you know, words are tricky today. They are for you. I've noticed. I've been I've been having a hard time getting my vocabulary in check, but I, I didn't feel standoffish. I felt crushed. Not even. I felt oh. a little angry. Oh dear. A little angry. A little. A little uh, flustered. Like flabbergasted. Like I come in here. To order a cup of coffee for five dollars, and you don't even have the decency <laughs> to at least pretend to be happy to serve me. Now I get it. A barista's life is tough. You've got complaint after complaint. But dude, I, I, I I'd probably go into a cafe, you know, two times a month. And the times I go, you know, I want to be ta- acknowledged, talked to. You know, I want to have a friendly, friendly face. But when I go into a cafe, which is rarely, but when I do, and I get greeted like that, it immediately reminds me why I don't go to cafes anymore. Sure. And I think that's something we should address. Yeah, no, no. I I mean, the question I have in our notes is, where did all the hospitality go? Um, In the tip jar. (laughs) 
Oh, in the tip jar. Yeah, the... there, there's a real sense in which, at least in the culture that I've experienced in the coffee world, which extends up to Nashville and mm. here and a few other places in L.A. Um, oh, so, like, I've been to the kind of core places for coffee for the most part in the U.S. And there is this real stigmatism. There's this real kind of uh, offiness about or, or kind of this, like, I'm better than you barista attitude thing that's going on. Mm. And... It's really unfortunate because with education and with the future of coffee being so bright and tasty, Mm. you think that people would be, or baristas specifically, would be more, they would be warmer to their guests, knowing that this is an exciting time for them and for coffee. Um, Let's kind of go through the stereotypes that we recognize. I mean, you walk into shops and you see baristas wearing aprons. Right. You're right. Um, what, what stereotype would that fall into? I feel like that would fall under, like, your typical hipster shop. No, it depends. If you're wearing, like, the black apron, you know, with the notepad and the pen, yeah. second wave. If you're wearing, like, the uh, the handcrafted leather apron, you know. This with, is so objective. With, like, a, you've got, like, a little holster for your tamper and a little holster for your, your milk pitcher. That's, is it leather? It's full. It's full metal it's like a, leather. A local leatherman made it. Yeah, like that's hipster. Totally. Um, Tattoos, almost a requirement. I think it's on the job description. You need to have at least seven know, exposed. Seven exposed, of course. Right. Yeah. Who knows it, how much you have under your shirt, but at least seven exposed. Yeah, vital. That's vital. <laughs> Uh, uh, facial hair, what do you think? Fa- definitely. I mean, if you can't grow it, then you have to have some sort of strange stash thing. Or you gotta. <laughs> or if you're a woman, little... you just can completely abstain from the whole facial yeah. hair. But. If you like. If you're a woman, you gotta have the fedora. Yes? No. Really awesome bangs. Yeah, I mean, girls totally. You know. Actually, they have more freedom almost. I really like talking to a girl. Uh, <laughs> When I walk into a cafe, I mean, it's just, they always seem to be more uh, cheerful, happy, um, and they just seem like they want to, you know, give you a, a nice experience. It's the, it's the men. That's that pretty stereotyping. F- and, and that's what we're doing right here. We're, that's we're true. ranting we're, on stereotypes. We're ranting stereotypes. Um, but I think also with stereotypes, <laughs> there's, there's two di- very different baristas, and there is the, um, the passionate barista. The barista who works in coffee because they love coffee. And then there's the wage labor barista. And right. they're and they're just working for a wage. For a wage. And they're doing something. And labor. I think that's very obvious and it's very easy to, to spot. Um, really just from the greeting. I mean that's true in any kind of service industry position, uh, for sure. But I guess in this case we're kind of getting into the the stereotypes. And why does it matter, these stereotypes? Well, they don't really matter. We're just having some fun. But <laughs> there are real stereotypes for coffee shops. Hmm. And I think those are actually a real issue. Hmm. Um, I'm going to describe a shop, and I want the listeners and U.S. to think about shops you've been to that fit the bill. Okay. All right. I've kind of labeled this one the hipster shop. 
We're still ranting, right? We're ranting. I need to hear your rant voice. Oh, it's... <laughs> uh, the hipster shop is one that has all the jives of a hipster place. So... Bonnie Bear. <laughs> Bonnie Bear. Bonnie Bear. Yeah, you're playing like the hippest music, obviously. You have like a tight, simple, but cool logo. Yeah. Uh, the baristas are uptight and they're snarky and they have that like, don't you dare order a large cappuccino attitude. Or I'm too cool for you. Yeah, and it creates attitude. that funky atmosphere. Everybody is in plaid <laughs> and boots. Plaid and boots and plaid and boots. And denim. And leather. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, the coffee's amazing, but you feel crushed by the environment. Mm. Um, they have pastries from XYZ. Music is way too loud. Yeah. Pastries from XYZ, small selection, and the chocolate croissant is always gone. Always gone. Always gone. Whenever you walk in, it's the first thing to go. But you know what they do have is multiple roasters, which I give them hmm. applaud yeah. for. Um, so that to me is a hipster shop. Now, Wes, tell me a hipster shop story that you might have. Something that is rooted in your guts. Could be hmm. good. Could be bad. We're going for you both. want to go like for the the entire experience from like walking in the door to walking out or I'm going for the fu- yeah f- like uh, what full immersion experience. Now I'm not saying any names. Give me the French press version of this. Oh goodness. Okay, so I walked into this cafe, and it was a very small cafe, but they had French presses and they had V60s and Chemexes, and I think they even had a siphon. And hmm. uh, at the at the front door. You are just greeted with this wall of, of single origin coffees. Ooh. And it's like, wow, like this place has got some potential. I walk up to the counter, and of course, I'm le- greeted by this low V, uh, curly hair, fedora wearing bro. <laughs> That's a. And. Oh, I'm not done. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, so, you know, so what's, what's good? Tell me what's good. And he looks at me and he's like, oh, just about everything. Great. Well, um, you know, I'm looking for. Something to be good on, like, say, a, a slow a slow pour-over. And he looked at me and he said, oh, we don't do pour-overs. What? And I look behind him and I see oh, about no. 20 Chemexes. They're retailing them, but not brewing with them. No, and here's the thing. And oh, I said, no. I was like, but you've got pour-overs behind you. And he's like, yeah, we've stopped using them. Now we use French press only. What? French press only? I mean... And he's like, yeah, uh, you know, we've noticed that the amount of influence and pressure that you apply when you pour into the bloom bed really affects the extraction so now we just stick to immersion I'm like dude full immersion and filter are two completely different yeah, coffees you can't different. substitute one for the other second when you pour water into a french press you are adding influence with yeah. agitation and water I mean, flow and it's like you can't you can't help but apply influence unless the coffee was just submerged right slowly without any it's like if you just let gravity do the work well you just you just hit it breezes are the jedis of the coffee world Hmm. and (laughs) what (laughs) an influence that they have on the coffee this guy wasn't a real jedi barista because he didn't realize that his influence was happening during the French press. Anyway. It's just... And, and what... That whole that whole experience kind of just irked me. Oh, man. You know, he said everything is good. What? You know, that's not true. 
half the time I have mediocre. But Ethiopian. the thing is, is like it was just like, oh, it's it's probably the best thing you've ever had. So just whatever you get, it's gonna be fine. Not true. I, I, and then I and then I asked for a, a pour over, and they've got plenty of pour over devices. And then you proceed to tell me that French press is better. Yeah, but and I'm like, let's, dude. Wh- public what? public service announcement: If you are not brewing with something you have on your counter or your retail, like you're gonna really confuse your guests. But I, not even just that. But if that's how he educates every single one of his customers. Now, luckily, it was me, where I could just look <laughs> at him and be like, "Dude, you are just full of it." But you know, to someone you're else, full of you are full of it. But to someone else. Oh, that what? could completely influence the way they and and then look now you've got little little low v neck curly haired fedora wearing spawns going out <laughs> into the world. Oh, French press is better because you don't apply. We are clearly ranting them. today. <laughs> All right, West let me tell you. West let me tell ranting. you my story. It's a little brighter. So I walk into a shop. Um, I walk up to the counter and it's one of these shops where it's like, uh big square counter in the middle of this massive warehouse like room this is the coolest coffee shop i've ever been to yeah wait do you know what i'm talking about i know the coffee shop (laughs) all right and so i walk in and i mean the logo is everywhere which is cool because it's like an anchor and it's like uh marine like i don't know i don't get it but anyway and there's like cool art on the wall i think it's like a ship in the ocean and I walk up to the counter. The selection's amazing. The gear's amazing. This yeah. is totally a hipster spot. Yeah, like Maritime Pirates. Yeah. And <laughs> and I feel like Johnny Depp, you know, like I'm so dizzy by how cool the place is. Yeah. And I'm like falling over myself. But, you know, I go to the counter and I order a coffee. I don't remember what I got. It didn't really matter because I was so like my... Wow. I was like at Disney World. Yeah. My jaw was just dropped. <laughs> and I got a coffee and it was like you know relatively expensive right. coffee and then i got a biscuit with like jelly and the biscuit with jelly was like eight dollars what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and i thought to myself not a, was what there a an anchor world. like sketched into the biscuit and there wasn't and it honestly it was good but it was eight dollars that's crazy so this is kind of like yeah it was a great experience but why nashville why oh my Okay, I was, yeah. I was thinking one cap. Honestly, but... it was an incredible experience, but $8 for a biscuit and some jam. Wow. I mean... So it wasn't really a bad coffee experience, because the coffee was good. Coffee was good. It was just the, the price point. It like, was... The fact that it's like, yeah, we're so cool, we can sell pastries at 8 bucks. 8 bucks. Yeah, it was kind of like... It's like, really? I mean, yeah, and the biscuit was really good, and I loved the experience, and the logo was really cool. And I get it, like, the the equipment and everything's really expensive, and they probably pay their baristas really well. But it's Pretty like, well. there is a sense in which you know when you're kind of getting yeah. upped on the, on the t- dollar yeah. amount. Anyway, so there's kind of your stereotypical stories. Right. You know, if you walk into a hipster coffee shop, expect to pay a high dollar and expect to get some snob. Right. It's just going to happen. But and there's then, a reason we're talking about this stuff. Is there? Oh, yeah. Because we're ranting. Well, there's that. Okay, let's <laughs> Okay. Let's talk about the second stereotype. Which is Which is the second wave speed, speed shop. shop. Speed. Think S- like motorcycles uh and well, car mechanics. <laughs> speed shop, you know? Yeah, like NASCAR. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so we're talking these are the shops where you know you can get your coffee in like ten seconds flat. 
Yeah. And generally, these are kind of the friendliest baristas. Yeah. Because... I'd say. They they don't have some level of, like, we're one cut above you. Yeah, they don't have the education... It, it, it's a double-edged sword because they don't have the education necessarily to have the snobbiness. Right. But it, it what it does is it kind of, like keeps them from the pollution of that snobbiness and they have such a kind hospitality about them right they'll, they'll make you whatever you want and they'll smile about and it they'll and they'll smile and look they'll I'd probably actually ask you about your day uh maybe depending on how fast they're trying to be right but if you get there and you get their attention you know they want to know about your day um you know where you work where you're from and i mean these are these are the the cafes that you can actually sit down and and talk to the barista and feel like you're you're talking to a person Right. Which is really sad that yeah. you can't get that experience at a great coffee shop. Well, but... When you say great coffee shop, you mean a coffee shop with great coffee. Exactly. Right. That's what I mean. Because we are going to describe what we think is the great coffee shop. That is shop exactly right. what I mean. So, okay. Uh, these shops, the second wave speed shops are, and yes, second wave and speed are closely associated for right. a reason. So they're kind of known for their syrups, syrups, and syrups, or some sort of legendary syrup that you don't know the ingredients to, that you can't stop putting. You just keep ordering you it. You keep ordering it. Oh, it's so good. And you find out like way later that it's just basically vanilla what is and hazelnut. What is or that milk that's like so thick. Um, condensed. Condensed sweetened, sweetened milk, milk yeah. with some sort of like pound of sugar inside. And yeah, something. And you'll feel it later in life. <laughs> <laughs> so they have friendly staff normally they're normally extremely high volume very quick service mm-hmm. almost too quick like that shot has been sent out for about five minutes yeah either and they that kind of just left it on the side to dump into your yeah either that shot's <laughs> been sitting there for a little while or it took 15 seconds and nobody's dialed the machine in in months oh yeah and... you're just pouring out like Three ounces in ten seconds. Right. And you, like, kindly pat yourself on the back and like to kind of convince yourself that they clean that machine as well as they use it. Because, right. honestly, <laughs> seriously, most second wave shops I've been to, I know they're not cleaning their machines. Oh I can goodness. tell. Yeah. Between those and their grinders, that which are normally sometimes flavored coffee going through those grinders. Oh, yeah. And they, I know they have they one dedicated grinder for all their coffee. <laughs> anyway. Whew. Whew. It's getting, it's getting hot in here. Yeah. Uh, pastries from... Oh, yeah, they, they have pastries from, like, XYZ, energy know, bakery, drinks. energy drinks from XYZ, water bottles, sandwiches. Chips. <laughs> like. Jalapeno. <laughs> chips. Uh, Everything. I mean, they, you can go in there and, and have lunch. They're basically trying to be, like, your one-stop coffee shop. Like right. They're, like, your one-stop shop for coffee and sandwiches and And smoothies. Diapers? I've never seen one selling diapers, but yeah. th- I would not be surprised. In the restroom, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the point is, like, there's obviously with these kinds of shops, there's, like, the focus is a little too wide. It's like when yeah. you're... Okay, I'm going to get into bad camera lingo here, but okay. when you're when your aperture is too wide mm. and you're letting in too much light... Right. And... You know, it's not a good picture. It's completely washed out and bright. Where, as if it's too tiny, right? Then aperture is lower. You're not letting enough in. No, not light. You can't see. Oh, boom! So we have a good analogy. So, like the hipster shop stereotype. They're so tight. They're too focused. Pin needle. They're so pin needle focused. They don't let enough light in. Right. Their their picture isn't. 
properly exposed. Right. So it's dark and it feels... Eerie. Eerie. And then you have the second wave speed shops where they're letting way it's too much like, in. Come on in. Come on in. Whatever ideas come to my mind. It's all coffee here. Legendary syrup. I don't know the ingredients to. Right. So tell me a story. We'll use that analogy later, but tell me a story about a second wave shop that you've been to and tell me either bad or good. Um, well, I can't. Okay. So I, I told a bad story about the third wave stereotypes i want to try and find a good story for the second wave all right let's hear it um okay so oh goodness if you've got a story feel free to jump in while i kind of oh the i yeah i'll start with one right now i mean i'm trying to avoid places i've worked <laughs> <laughs> that's a good that's a safe place that to is start. a safe place to start uh. um i will okay i'll say this um i am a sucker there's one kind of flavored coffee I'm a sucker for. Hazelnut. No. And honestly, I, Mocha. It's, it's hard. No. <laughs> it's hard. I do know people. Yeah. Like real baristas. <laughs> oh. Anyway, it, it's hard for me to admit this, but it's true. And I, I'm going to admit this on the on the air, on the podcast. Dude, I'm because I feel like I feel like we need to be real. Yeah. There's some things that are just, we think taste good. And let's open up. There's this coffee called Texas Pecan flavored coffee. Oh my. And you might hate it. You might despise it oh with all your. Oh my. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> but Why would you admit that? But here's. <laughs> That's like a dirty little secret that you just keep to yourself. Well, because we're all, hopefully this is, this is going to be oh an encouragement goodness. to everybody who listens to also share their, their closet coffees. I yeah, guess. we all have, we all have. Here's those. the thing. I know it doesn't really taste like coffee, but whatever it does taste like, pecan or pecan, <laughs> like it tastes good. Okay. And it tastes good with milk too. Okay. And granted, like, I haven't had one in a very long time, <laughs> but every now and again, I, I crave it. And there's a place in town, they have a really beautiful place. K-Cup on the, or on something? The, no, oh. not a K-Cup. Mm. They have a beautiful place on the lake in Austin. And so... Oh, I think I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. We're not going to name drop. No, no, no. But, like, I disagree with, like, 99% of the things they do there as a coffee mm. shop. Yeah. But they definitely, like, that's something nice where you can go and... And, you know, I wouldn't be caught dead doing and, it. You know, that's a funny a topic. We should, we should totally, uh, like, I, let's get those closet coffees out there. <laughs> you know, what, what? what's your secret drink? Mine is an affogato. Oh, no. Well, that's more of a dessert. Exactly. All right, tell me your experience. Well, you never told me yours, but I'll, I'll try I, and jump in. I did. In that was sort of it. It was a good you experience. You told me your closet coffee, so I told you mine. All right, but, cool, cool. So... Okay, so there's this one shop, and we're not going to name drop, but you walk in... For legal purposes. <laughs> and and this was... Okay, so like I was saying before, when you can actually talk to the person behind the bar, um, it really just makes a world of a difference on the consumer side, because, um, I mean, yeah, they don't know uh, a whole lot, or at least they don't tr- pretend that they do, and... And they'll ask you what you want to drink, and then they'll ask you if you want room. And then next thing you know, they're asking you about, uh, you know, what would you do over the weekend? And then you start talking to them about the weekend, and then you ask them about theirs. And then I, there's many places I've been to where I've had some really amazing conversations with real people 
and the coffee was less than subpar. But the but experience, the experience right. I can still look back and be like, that was a very fun shop. And I still go in time to time and just order. For the experience. Yeah, just to talk to the baristas. Because I've, I've made friends with these baristas. And they're, they're, I walk in and, and they just get me the cup of coffee and we just start talking. And it's just, that's how a coffee shop should feel. Right. It's the experience that brings you back. And I would much rather go to a shop that gives me subpar coffee, but excellent service see i'm on the opposite end but i totally agree with where you're coming from dude because i've i've because i, I drink good coffee all day i drink and drink good coffee but you make it at home too dude I, all I my see where you're coming yeah from. i mean like if i want a good cup of coffee i can go in my kitchen and make myself a good cup of coffee right. but if i'm gonna go out to a cafe i would rather talk to someone that's true so this this segues so perfectly into our main point which is it's more of a question. What is the ideal coffee shop experience? Go. Less is more. Uh, the ideal coffee shop for me, what I would I would walk in and there would be a blackboard and it would say, coffee, espresso, espresso with milk, no to go cups. Dang. And you walk in. There is a friendly barista. And you don't pay till the end, would be my ideal. And you go in, and you talk about coffees, and they've got a nice selection, and they're an educated, friendly, passionate staff who will serve you your coffee, or your espresso, or your espresso with milk. And after you have your conversation, while they are preparing your drink, you pay. You leave a tip if, if it was a good experience. And you sit down, and you enjoy your coffee and leave that would I, mm. that would be my ideal and good merchandise of course like wholesale sure coffee but yes keep it simple for me yeah. i like it simple if it was simple and slowed down and i could talk to you and then i could pay for my drink while the drink is in my hand if i could pay at the end so i don't just pay and then not see you until my name's called out and there's a coffee on the counter right you know it'd be like me talking to you jesse while you make my cup of coffee right well most places are going for high turnover, and so I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's a business, so they do have to think like a business. So there's got to be a way where I, I agree with you on every point. I think few options. There should definitely be complementary items, whether it be food <laughs> of course, yeah, or I tea. Mean... I am, like, crazy right now about tea side by side with coffee. Because I think that that can be a really cool thing. Hmm. Um, oh, you're saying that you wish coffee shops who um, provide excellent coffee, it would be very cool if they also provided excellent tea as like, well. Uh, and I get this. Tea is its own animal and it should be taken care of with the same sort of expertise as coffee. So you pick like one or two teas and you properly brew them. Good you've got gravy. A, you've got a coffee How shop. many places don't properly brew tea and it's like they're freaking out about the coffee but the tea's mediocre and you're like, what is going on? What? And I've never gone to a coffee shop to order tea, my friend. Well, there. I know you <laughs> who may not be listening, I'm still talking out to you. <laughs> you're never going to listen to the coffee podcast. Yeah, it's like, why? if you're a tea drinker, why are you listening to our podcast? <laughs> hey. But, I mean, I don't know. There are good I drink tea. tea. I like tea. I like tea. I love green tea. And I think green okay. tea and coffee side and community. Side by side? You know, 
Yes. What? I'm going to throw it out there. That would be fun. You know, we should get together. I'll bring the coffee, you bring the tea. And we should start start a podcast or something. Coffee, tea, podcast. All right, so tea, final, final tea, words. Tea, coffee, podcast. Final words. <laughs> I have to say this because it's called the Wambulance. What happened to hospitality? Dude, we already went over this. No, I know, but I wanted to say that. What? The point is, what happened to hospitality <laughs> in coffee shops? It's dead. Well, yeah. It has died. It's not no, no that's in not true. Third, in most third wave shops, okay. it has it is dead. Yeah, especially in the United States yeah. of the USA, America. Which is a re- it's a real bummer when you have a, a better experience at a second, second wave, wave coffee shop. shop. So. What can think about it? You, the barista listening to this, what can you do exactly? You know, to change the consumer's experience. The what guest, can you do? They are a guest. Exactly. They're shop. not a consumer. They are a they are a guest in your shop. Exactly. How would you treat your guest? How would you treat How would you want to be treated? How would you treat your best friend coming in to your house to have coffee with you? Dude, how would you treat your like, grandmother? Exactly. Who's coming in to have coffee Jesse. with you? What's up, man? Welcome back. Hey, let me get you your coffee. Yeah, right? Like, I mean, wh- how was your week? It's it's the little things that go a long way in a coffee shop. It's people remembering that people are coming in and we're serving people and we're educating people, which is helping people. It is the coffee experience. And that does it for the eighth installment of the Coffee Podcast. Join us next week for another episode. Happy brewing.